Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is Larry Ball, former Miami Dolphin. I'm listening to the Fantasy Jester Show. I'm Arturo Freeman, former NFL player, defensive back, and I listen to the Fantasy Jester. This is Pat Sertan, and you're listening to the Fantasy Jester Show. Know your role and shut your mouth because the people's champ is ready to talk. And that would be me. I would be the people's champ. I am the Fantasy Jester. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this absolutely beautiful, beautiful night in Florida. It is currently 82 degrees and absolutely gorgeous out. I hope it's just as nice wherever you are. Thanks so much for tuning in. We have an absolutely fantastic, fantastic show planned for you tonight as we are celebrating our first 30 days of FantasyJesterSports.com. That's right, folks. It's been 30 days, and a lot's happened in that short 30 days. We are growing. We are growing real fast. The website, I'll tell you, the website is just absolutely gaining visitors each and every day. Twitter account's blowing up. The uh, Facebook page is uh, really starting to take off now. And tonight, I'm very happy to bring you what's going to be a phenomenal show, Uh, you know, as we celebrate the one-month anniversary of FantasyJesterSports.com, uh, we're going to bring you Bill Crude for uh, both his wrestling picks uh, for tomorrow's Extreme Rules. Also, he'll be here for the contract signing today uh, for the June 11th wrestling match in Sanford that's going to go on at the uh, Palmetto Ave Baptist Church gym there. Uh, the doors are going to open up at 6 p.m. And uh, we'll be doing a contract signing for that. Uh, those of you who don't know, uh, I will be in a wrestling ring uh, with Bill Crude. And uh, I'm going to be more than glad to uh, take his ass out uh, in this match. I am really looking forward to it. So I look forward to bringing him into the show. I look forward to him talking about the wrestling. That part, you know, he doesn't really aggravate me half as much talking about the uh, wrestling as he does uh, just breathing and walking down the street. So, um, you know... Also tonight, if you've seen the promo, and if you haven't, uh, we have former Miami Dolphins defensive end pro bowler Jeff Cross uh, will be with us. It is a pre-recorded interview I did the other day with Jeff, and uh, we're going to go ahead, and that is, it's a long interview, so we're going to split it up this way. You know, you don't get bored hearing the same thing for the whole uh, time. We'll split it up. We'll uh, mix it up between him and uh, Bill Crude. And then towards the end of it, we're also going to talk, uh, you know, depending on how much time we have, uh, we're going to talk the NBA and NHL playoffs. And then uh, we're also going to have some fantasy talk about some baseball players who you should be looking at. And uh, will the Angels trade Mike Trout? 
uh, all that. But I, I don't think anything's really the best part of the show. Folks, I'm telling you, the promo wasn't lying, okay? Uh, Jeff Cross has a funny-ass, uh, one of those pee-your-pants stories. I mean, it's just absolutely fantastic. So um, we're very happy. It's going to be a great show tonight. We want everybody to enjoy, kick back, listen. And don't forget, the Fantasy Justice Show is brought to you uh, thanks to 888.com for all your gambling needs. Uh, if you're looking to go ahead, bet on any sport in particular or uh, in the casino. They've got a fantastic casino. I've had the opportunity to go ahead Check out their blackjack. And uh, actually, I got my free $30. Uh, if you go on the website right now, you click on 888.com, and uh, you join using your PayPal account, they will give you $30 uh, just for joining up. So, uh, you know, that's something that you really don't want to pass up. Also, uh, the Fantasy Jester Show and the FantasyJesterSports.com is brought to you by Reebok. You click on the site. You can go ahead, go shopping for all your Reebok products. We're also brought to you by the NFL shop, Major League Baseball shop, the NHL shop, and the NBA store. All can be found uh, on the FantasyJusticeSports.com website. Uh, the Reebok, uh, also Sports Integrity for your sports memorabilia, uh, signed autographed, uh, autographed editions of memorabilia. Uh, that can be found, the Reebok and the 888.com can be found right on the front page of FantasyJesterSports.com. The uh, rest of it uh, is page-specific. So if you go to the NBA and you look at NBA articles, you're going to start seeing that you can go ahead and they will be right at the top of any article uh, where you can click on go to those stores. Um, and I forget which one it is. I know if you click on it and uh, – it is 70% off some of their uh, stuff on that store. So uh, go ahead, check that out. Now, before I bring in JT, and, and you know I have to bring in JT. I don't have a choice. He's my partner and all this, whether I like it or not. Uh, and more times than that, I do like it. He's a good guy, but, you know, sometimes he's JT, and he can't help himself. Uh, but before I bring him in, as Nikola Tesla once said, I don't care that they stole my idea. I care that they don't have any of their own. This is, this is what I'm going to talk about tonight uh, in my rant. Okay. Is I have admirers. Okay. I have admirers out there. Uh, they consider themselves a, a rival site. Personally, I consider them the biggest friggin' joke I've ever met, uh, but they consider themselves rivals and uh, pretty much copy everything that I do. I mean, if you go to my site, uh, you know, you see what's going on, and everybody knows what's going on. There's no stopping the jester, and there's a reason why I'm the jester, and things are going so fast and going so well, all right? And if you copy everything I do, you'll always be a step behind you, morons, and that's fun. I laugh. I think it's absolutely fantastic, Okay, let me show you the way to greatness because you absolutely have no clue how to get there on your own, all right? But just remember one thing. As that's happening, okay, and as you're copying me and doing what I do, I, the Mark Cuban said it the best, and this is the way I'm going to leave it. If you're going to compete with me on one of my businesses, you better realize that I'm working 24 hours a day to kick your ass. And that's right. 
24 hours a day, I work to kick anybody's ass who thinks that they're in competition with me, all right? We are out there every day, the whole staff at FantasyJusticeSports.com and the Fantasy Justice Show bust our ass to bring you the best of everything, and we work out of 24 hours a day to bring you what you deserve. You're going to give us your time. You're going to listen to us. You're going to read our articles, and for it, we owe you the best, okay? And because of that, we're not out there copying anybody else. We're doing our own thing. We don't need to copy anybody else. So, you know, for those out there that are copying me, stop it. Stop it. That's weak. Go find your own ideas. Absolute garbage. All right, without any further ado, I, I, I just want to go right to it. Uh, and bring in my man, you know who it is. That's right. Uh, you know the music by now, and you know who I'm bringing in. Jason J.T. Townsend, how are you tonight, sir? Doing fantastic, Jasper, yourself? Better than most, not as good as some. I, I've had an absolutely fantastic week, fun week. I'll tell you, you know, I got to be honest with you. Um, I don't want anybody, when I tell everybody that I work hard at what we do, um, I don't want anybody thinking that I do it uh, and I dread it. I have an absolute ball, and maybe that's why things come out uh, the way they do. The Jeff Cross interview was a ball. Um, and, you know, as much as he's a pain in the ass, when I bring him in later, okay, I have fun with Bill. You know, to me, he's all serious, and oh. I'm just joking because, you know, I'm having fun with it. But, I mean, he now, is actually speaking, serious. Right. But speaking of Bill, i, I got to get something off my chest, you know, my rant here for you, which is for someone who makes fun of, uh, you know, wrestling and, and calls it a soap opera, I noticed on your intro you use wrestling music. And a uh, quote from a particular wrestler. So what I'm wondering is, when that day comes, after that contract is signed, is Bill Crude going to turn the fantasy gesture into the people's chump? That, that's the question I want to know. The people's chump, huh? Well, you know, and that might be. We're, here's the great part about all this, JT, okay? When it's all said and done, no matter what he says, no matter what I say, June 11th, Sanford, Florida, we are going to find out who thinks they know what they're doing and who actually knows what they're doing. I mean, we're going to have a lot of fun with that. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, no, we're going to have a ball. Um, And then, like I said, you know, we're going to listen to the Jeff Cross interview. And um, I tell you, great stuff, great stuff. That's the, the uh, second half of it is just absolutely, that is some funny stuff. The first half is good, and it's very informative. The second half is very funny. So, you know, if, everybody, please pay attention. You're really going to enjoy that. Uh, you might not enjoy the next part as much, okay? Um, <laughs> but we're going to bring them in anyway because uh, we do have some wrestling. We have extreme rules tomorrow for yes. you wrestling fans. You know, we're going to talk the other sports. We're going to talk wrestling and football and get to the other sports. So, but right now, you know, we're going to talk some wrestling. And, uh, you know, against my better judgment, uh, I'm having security go ahead and bring him in. Uh, he should be here any second. And 
we'll welcome Bill Crude to the show. And uh, here he comes now. Bill, have a seat. Have a seat. How are you doing tonight, Bill? I'm doing good, sir. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing really well. It's a beautiful night, as you see, a beautiful night here in Florida. Uh, able to keep the windows open, get the fan going, and a nice breeze in here. And uh, we've got a great show. We're going to be talking about the Extreme Rules show, and uh, I'm sure you have some opinions on that. Um, you know, we've got tomorrow night uh, is the Extreme Rules show, and the headline of it is uh, Roman Reigns and AJ Styles. And uh, I know JT and I have uh, distinct opinions on that. Uh, what is, what's your opinion on that match? Are they really going to let AJ Styles lose again? I believe Roman Reigns will win the match. I think it's too yeah. soon for AJ. Uh, he's only been in WWE maybe six months. Um, yeah, Royal Rumble, wasn't it? But, uh, yeah, somewhere around there. Um, but uh, I'm more looking forward past that to when uh, Seth Rollins comes back and AJ mm. Clash, to me, is going to be a much better match than Roman Reigns and, uh, and AJ Styles. Uh, Roman Reigns is overrated. AJ Styles is probably the best technical wrestler in the world today. Is wow. It, is it my opinion? Well, but, you know, and, and you touched on something very good, Bill, actually. Um, I've never seen wow. a more mediocre wrestler be holding the belt. I mean, he has very few moves. It seems like he's the, better at the, taking an ass kicking. Well, right, right, let me stop you right there. Why he's got the belt? There's two. Let reasons me stop you right there. The two words. First, I want to say, hello, JT, my friend. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Bill. Man, I was excited when I heard you were going to be on tonight. So this, this is going to be fun. I've got some stuff for you tonight. Uh, I'm excited about being here. Uh, I'm excited about talking to you. I'm excited about you taking the show over in June. Uh, so, uh, yeah. you know, there's a lot of good things, man. There is. There is. You're both, planning, you're, you you're both planning my demise. I think that's adorable. Oh, well, we've already planned that. We're on the past stages now. That's a, that's a given. Your demise is a given. We're on the post-demise stuff going on. So, question for you, Bill. When I sure. look at Extreme Rules, I don't even care about the Roman Reigns match. I'm interested in this Jericho Asylum match with Dean Ambrose. To me, that's going to be what has... uh, that one and the uh, women's title match are going to are going to be the two best matches of the night. I mean, to me, looking at what they're doing with the you know with the setup on this, you know, Jericho plays plays the, the role unbelievable. I think one of the best heels still that I've seen out there. Ambrose has the crowd behind him. And, you know, Ambrose, it kind of goes back to my point with Roman Reigns. The only reason he's got the belt is the Shield. I think the Shield exactly. was so popular. I think Vince McMahon was trying to capitalize on that. Um, but I'll tell you what, I'm curious. All these rumors out there that they're setting up a John Cena-Roman Reigns title feud for SummerSlam. Thoughts on that? No, I, uh, I, I kind of agree with that. Because John Cena comes back in two weeks, uh, or a week from Monday or whichever. But um, the only drawback they have with John Cena is, is, you know, he's a 15-time champion. And I'm not sure they want him to take the record from Flair, you know. Um, That's what's Mm -hmm. holding John back. 
Okay. But you Makes know, sense. just your just your touchstone mediocre wrestlers being uh, being the champion and having the belt. But the man forgets Hulk Hogan had three moves his whole career. Worst wrestler in the history of professional wrestling, but he was a champion for many, many years. Yeah, but he was good on the mic. Reigns isn't even good on the mic. You know what? I'd rather listen to Roman Reigns on the mic than watch Hulk Hogan drop a leg on somebody. I second that. I second that. I mean, come on. You know, and, and the other thing to think about with that is with Hulk Hogan, I mean, he was great on the mic. Well, I reverse that and you say, the one guy that I still don't understand how they book on Brock Lesnar, who's probably horrible on the mic, but has one of the best managers of all time on the mic. Amen. One of your best, you know, one of your best wrestlers. So I think WWE kind of has everything all turned around in some ways. Well, WWE is uh, on the verge of going younger um, with this NXT takeover and all this stuff going on. They're looking for younger talent, more speed. Uh, and more high-flying moves uh, than some of the older guys can do. Yeah, let me now, ask you're speaking about high. Go ahead, go ahead. And then I got a question. I was going to say, ahead, you're JT. talking about high-flying high wrestlers. Do you think it hurts the Usos with this whole bloodline uh, stable that they've put with Reigns because of the heat that Reigns is getting, or do you think it helps the Usos? Uh, actually, I think it's going to benefit the Usos. Well, you know, and before I get to that match with the Usos and Carl Anderson and uh, Luke Gallows, uh, we had touched on that match earlier, the Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho match. Uh, you know, I, I'll ask Bill first and then JT. Uh, what do you, what's your prediction, Bill, on that match, uh, Ambrose and Jericho? Well, I have uh, a couple of things real quick. I'm looking forward to this match. I think uh, Danny, Dean Ambrose will win the match. And I think if the WWE was smart, they'd bring blood back, especially for that match. Wow. Um, yeah. I, that, that's asking a lot. I don't see them going that far. They've, they've stepped away from that. They don't like the image of it, it seems. JT, what do you think? You know, well, you know, Bill, I, I think I told you I was in Dallas for WrestleMania, and one of the things that surprised me the most with the Brock Lesnar-Dean Ambrose match is there was no color whatsoever. None. Correct. So if if you're not going to have any color in that match, I don't see them doing it in this one. I do agree with you. I think it would add some legitimacy to the match. But I'm actually I want Jericho to win. I've always been I've always rooted for the bad guy. But I I don't see how they can have Ambrose lose this match. No, exactly. And and, and the only thing that bothers me with the WWE and don't get me wrong, I love WWE. I don't like the uh, PG ratings. I think it hinders the boys from working. Um, when you take blood and stuff out, the uh, reality of professional wrestling is now becoming, uh, well, for a better word, fantasy, kind of like this clown sitting next to me. I got your <laughs> fantasy, all. I got your fantasy. Don't worry. The only fantasy you're living is the one that says that you're going to win. That's, that's a fantasy Ooh. for you. You know, I had entrance music uh, for Bill when he came in, okay? And this was the best I could come up with. What a maroon. (laughs) What an ignoranimous. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's pretty much, uh, he really thinks he's going to, you know, and we're going to get to that. Before we get to that, let's get at least through this card, and then we can uh, we'll bring Bill back. We got the signing yet to do, but let's at least get through the card, and then we'll get to all that. 
Kalista, one of the matches that are interesting to me is, because uh, I have no idea what they're going to do, in, uh, uh, is Kalisto and Rusev. I mean, Rusev is a big guy that can move. I don't understand. Why aren't they uh, giving him the push? Well, if you remember when he first came up, they pushed him pretty hard. They put a belt on him and pushed him, pushed him, and pushed him. You know, what's wrong with Rusev is when he got engaged to Lana before he told the WWE and it hit all the websites and social media and everything was out there and the fans knows what's really going on. Um, that's going to be an interesting match. I really like Rusev. I like the way the kid works. Um, but I really like Kalisto. And remember, Ryback was a much bigger man than Rusev. Mm-hmm. And he took his ball and went home because he couldn't beat him. So uh, it's going to be interesting. I think um, Sin Cara is going to help Kalisto keep that belt. Okay. And uh, New Day you know, and Ford Village. What? Go ahead, JT. Oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, at, I mean, far be it for me to argue with Bill, he's in a definitely a more enlightened position than I am. What I see, though, is the same thing that I had a problem with in, let's say, the early 2000s. When you have a guy like Rey Mysterio beating The Undertaker or beating Brock Lesnar for a belt, it just, to me, I know it's not, you know, the big man always wins, but you look at a guy like Rusev, there's got to be some semblance of realism to this. Rusev, athletically, is far superior to Kalista. You would think Rusev would have has paid his time. I know the uh, League of Nations is done. So, you know, maybe this is his chance. But, yeah, I'm going to agree with Bill. I think Kalisto walks away holding that thing still. Okay. I, I'll, I'm going to give you that. Um, I love the little guy. I love the, the Lucha Libre style and the high-flying stuff. Um, but, again, I, I'm not putting Rusev down. I think the kid is a great worker. I really like his look, uh, and I like his ethics. Uh, let me uh... – because I've got to uh, keep going. And the one match that, you know, I don't understand uh, a lot of this sometimes with the WWE. And th- this seems like they just keep playing this one over and over. How many times are they going to put Miz, Kevin Owens, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn against each other? Uh, and, and this one all at the same time. I mean, uh, you know, I know Joey from breadfromyourbed.com uh is thinking that the Miz still ends up walking away uh, with this. I don't see. I mean, how do you let Sami Zayn keep losing in these pay-per-views? Uh, Kevin Owens is a damn good wrestler. Cesaro's coming up. I don't know. I, I don't even know who to go with in this match. Bill, what are you thinking? Well, if I was a betting man and go to your 888.com thing there, okay. I'd put my money on Cesaro. Cesaro, yeah. Yeah, I you know he is uh, of the of the whole group. I, I like his work. I mean, he's a big guy. He does. He has several moves. I, I, I every time I watch him, he's pulling something different. It seems. So you know that's a. I like that pick, uh, JT. What do you got? You know, I'm going to quote Vince McMahon when asked the other day, "Why does Roman Reigns still have the belt?" And his answer was, "Whether you love him or hate him, he gets a huge reaction." I look at those four guys that you're talking about now. To me, Cesaro gets the most reaction out of all those guys. I also know that, what was it, about 12 to 16 months ago before he got injured, he was getting a big push. Um, 
it's his time, and I think you have him beat the Miz for the title. Mm, I think Miz I like is it. the one that gets pinned. Uh, and you see what uh, Joey was saying is, is that he thinks Miz wins and uh, Marcy helps and all that stuff, and his wife helps him. And well, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. Uh, Bill, you, uh, we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a little break right now. Uh, you're going to have some refreshments, something to eat. Uh, we'll bring you back on for the uh, signing. I'm looking forward to that. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, folks, that was Bill Crude. Uh, yeah, I know you're looking forward to it, JT. Thanks a lot, pal. Um, you know, with friends like you. Um, but before we hey, get Bill's to the something, awesome. Bill's awesome. I know Bill is awesome. He's, a, he's great at what he does. He knows what he's talking about as far as the professional wrestling goes. Uh, the only part that I thought he was a freaking crackpot on is that he actually thinks he's going to beat me. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, he, you know, he knows what he's talking about. So, um, but no, seriously, now uh, we'll get back to Bill and have him on for the uh, signing of the contract. Right now, uh, I'm going to play the first part of a fantastic time. I had a great interview. You know, there are people in this world that you meet. And uh, if you're fortunate, they get to show you who they are. And uh, Jeff Cross, uh, in talking to him prior to the interview and then during the interview, uh, I'm sure you're going to hear it through the interview. Uh, He's just a nice guy, great man, who will sit down and talk to you, loves talking football. And uh, he he was able to spend time with the Jester the other day. And I'm going to play part one of that interview for you right now for everybody to enjoy. And everyone, uh, now in the, the next part of our show tonight, I want to welcome in, uh, I, it's really my privilege to have former Miami Dolphins defensive end, uh, pro bowler, Jeff Cross joined the show tonight with JT and I, and, uh, this has been something we've been looking forward to all week. So let, let me uh, get him in on the line right now. Uh, Jeff, are you there, sir? I am. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. Uh, long day of golf this morning. Just getting back to the room, but uh, uh, <laughs> I survived. You survived. You survived. I'm glad you survived your day of golf, sir. I'm sure it was difficult, and uh, I understand that. Uh, you know, we have, uh, we're really happy to have you on the show, sir. And what I want to do is I'm going to ask you a question. JT's got a couple of minutes, then he's got to run for a little bit. Uh, he had a prior engagement. So, uh, you know, my first question to you is the, uh, you know, you played defensive end for years for Miami and, uh, you had to have the toughest offensive lineman, you know, not maybe the strongest guy, but the guy who, you knew you were going to have your work cut out for uh, that day for you. Who did you really, you know, gear up for or know that you were going to have a handful that day? Actually, there was a few. Um, when I first, my first year starting, um, 89, uh, I played, first of all, there was Will, Will, Will Wilford, who was in the division. Mm-hmm. Played him twice a year for the Bills. Um, I believe that year played Anthony Munoz. Um, he's a Hall of Famer. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Clint Hinton was another uh, pro bowler. He was the offensive tackle for the uh, for the uh, for the Colts. He was in the division as well. So, it, it, in one year, um, I, I I thought they all were tough. They, they were they were they were at the time they were they were probably the three best tackles in the game. And and wow. two of them I played twice. So they, they they were they were all big, strong, fast, had good feet, and you know. But with that said, yes. I think that that, that, that that facing those kind of players, you know, they 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 they, they make you better. Correct, correct. Yeah, no, the level of competition definitely will uh, make you uh, lift your game up to uh, meet it. And, and yeah, I would imagine. You know, your day starts out and, uh, you know, you're getting ready for the for the game and you're looking at it and going, yeah, I've got to play Munoz today, uh, you know. So I guess you deserve your day where you started out playing golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, 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 JT, I know uh, you you you're a big fan and uh, oh, yeah. Uh, especially yeah. not I'm, just of Miami, but. Uh, of Jeff Cross too, and I don't want to embarrass him too much, but you want to tell him what you told me? Oh yeah, I got to tell you. I said, you know, when he told me you were going to be on the show, I said, now wait a minute. You don't understand? I grew up playing Madden. I said, and I always found ninety-one on that line because I knew I was going to dominate when I played there. I you, you were you were the only one I used on that game. So definitely a fan. Um, always been a Dolphins fan. Grew up in Orlando. Uh, question. My question for you is: Buffalo was always that team that just seemed to have have our number. Um, what was it? Was the K gun offense so much more difficult to prepare for than, let's say, playing you know the Jets or the Pats or the Colts at the time? Because that up tempo offense just seemed like it would be so hard to adjust to. I, I, I don't. I don't think it was that at all. I, I think Buffalo was Buffalo was just a far superior offense. Uh, Buffalo was consistently, you know, when you, you, in hindsight, you know, they had, you know, with 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 Andre Reid, Thurman Thomas, and Jim Kelly, you know, you, they, they had Hall of Famers on that offense. Uh, they always had a pretty decent line. So I think, it, and really, you know, Thurman Thomas was, you know, the the, the top back of the day. He was, he was, um, for his time, he was probably as good a receiver out of the backfield as it was in the mm-hmm. game. And that is what gave the, I think that, that, you know, that right there, his dual threat is what gave the Dolphins the biggest fit. Um, we posed the, the greatest challenge for our offense in, in that time. You know, and then my, my other question before I have to leave you is Marino playing with Marino. Was he just the leader of the team? Was he basically more of a guy that, handled the offense or was he a guy that that basically just he was the alpha dog and everybody basically you know fell in line to what what he had to say or or how did that work with a guy like Marino he was certainly the leader of the team um coach Sula damn sure uh considered him to be such (laughs) so um it all started with Dan um I think I, I I I would say that 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 the entire time uh Dan Marino played under Coach Shula, the team was built around Dan Marino. Um, without a doubt. We we yeah. we won we you know the, the, the I don't think that we played this type we you know we weren't we weren't we in my time with the Dolphins, I don't believe that we were ever the type of defense that was meant to 
you know, for example, like the Giants at the time. You know, we weren't we weren't built to we didn't we weren't built for nor did we play a scheme where our goal was to only you know, limit the defense to, to twelve, you know, fourteen, seventeen points a game. Um you know our 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 scheme, both offense was, was about, you know, putting the ball in Dan Marino's hands and have him win the game. If that meant, you know, a game that was was, was gonna be twenty five to thirty five then so be it or or, or or forty to fifty. Um in, in the Shula era it, it was all about Dan. The team was, was built around Dan Marino. Right. Yeah. And it seemed that way. And that's why they changed, you know, earlier on when Shula, early in Shula's career. That was a running team and I mean he pretty much made sure that they kept their talent uh, to protect Marino, make him look good, make him throw uh, the game plan certainly was to throw the ball as much as they can. Uh, I, I can definitely see what you're saying there. Um, now, let me ask you something. We had talked about the offensive lineman, the toughest one that you faced. Uh, now, obviously, you've had to run into running backs. Now, uh, when you lined up, who did you know was uh, either going to be fast and hard to catch or somebody that you knew he was going to – you know, you're a big guy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anything about that. You're a pretty big guy. But somebody had to be able to deliver a blow that you were like, damn, I just, I, I'm just i not going to go heads up with this guy. I'm just going to try and take him down low or something. I felt we – oh, gosh, I want to say 80 – 80, um, 88, 89, and 90. For those three years, we played, uh, and once in a playoff game, we played, we played, uh, Kansas City when, with, uh, Christian Okoye. And at the time, at 260 pounds, there was no one remotely in his league. He was um, you, you know, a guy, a guy coming through the line at a solid 260 pounds. There was no, there was no one in his class, and he was every bit as solid as a man, you know, as a ball player, fifty pounds lighter. He was, he was, he was, he was that kind of, uh, he was that kind of athlete. So it, it, everything, you know, once you, once you played against this guy and and tackling, it, it was all downhill. You, you weren't going to face anyone any tougher, any guy bigger or stronger. He was, he was a monster. Yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine that was the type of player that you thought about the night before uh, and just thought about how am I going to – I got to deal with this guy all day tomorrow. Well, you you, you know, uh, you know when, when, when you're facing the bigger backs that you got to really um, – the, the, the upfront play is – the upfront play is, is, is that much more important because you let this guy come flying through the line with his shoulder squared – and he's going to be killing your linebackers and just running right through your defensive backs. So for the most part, I, I, I thought we did a pretty decent job. On, I, I think there was one game in there where, where he gouged us pretty good, but I think we 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 did a pretty decent job on him for in, in most of the games that that, that we played at that time. Gotcha, but he gotcha. was he was something he was something else. Yeah, no, he, he was uh, the Nigerian nightmare for a reason. And uh, I, I, like I said, I, could, I just couldn't imagine. I, I, I would have wanted your job, sir. I, I'm going to be honest with you. And I love football, and I used to love to play and everything. But 
you know, I would not have wanted your job at that time, and I wouldn't have cared how much they paid me. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Um, you know, I told our listeners uh, when we were bringing you in that you uh, made the Pro Bowl. Uh, that was back in 1990, and you did so as a right defensive end. And, uh, you know, midway through your career, you moved to left. Uh, was that because of uh, Marco Coleman, and did you like that move? Were you uh, receptive to that move, or did you really actually, not want it? Actually, when I was in college, when, when I was in college, I, I, I played everywhere along the defensive line, and at times they actually flipped, you know, based on the strength of of of, of the offense. So okay. um, it was it was it was it was it was very natural for me. As a matter of fact. Once I settled in um, after the switch with the Dolphins, it was the mm-hmm. only time up to that point where I actually stayed in one place. I was constantly playing both sides at, at, in college. So, so um, it, it, actually, the bigger getting used to was 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 the Dolphins putting me on one side and me staying there. So I was, was very comfortable. I was very comfortable playing. Oh, oh, certainly. I was I was very comfortable playing. Just like you know, there's some offensive linemen in the league, and that actually teams keep on the roster a little longer because they can play every you know they can play guard, center, and tackle. They can play both sides, and and when and to be honest with you, when you move to both sides often, you stay. You you you, you, you stay. You stay skilled for being able to play both sides, and, and 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 I actually enjoyed that. I actually enjoyed being able to play different places along the the defensive line, whether you know even play a little bit of tackle every now and then. Um, I, I didn't mind that at all. The diversity of the technique that you would use—is it being able to uh, use all of your attributes? Uh, did you feel that it was stagnating? It, you maybe sometimes. It, it, not just that, but sometimes it would simply be based on the scheme. Uh, just for example, um, at the time, um, if, if, if we were seeing more more uh, receivers on the field, uh, the Dolphins, as, as any defense would, would want to put some of the lighter pass rushers uh, on the field, more linebackers, more defensive ends, even if that means you know moving a defensive end down in the tackle. Uh, because you're going to be, you know, facing the no huddle, you're going to be, you're going to be uh, rushing the passer all day, and it, it would be you'd be a lot, you'd be a lot less effective with, you know, 300 pound defensive lineman, someone like Tim Bowens, you know, 320, 30 pounds on the field. Right. So right. Uh, that call, uh, and and you see, you actually see, and probably you, you, you know, just like today, you see more of that today. Than, than you than you did and, and there was there was times when when um when you know Buffalo would come out and, and they're throwing the ball every play. And that right. was the plan. Uh to, to, to keep three three receivers on the field, Thurman Thomas and a, a tight end and 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 you know we we put extra defensive uh some you know lighter defensive linemen on the field, uh, take out a couple of linebackers and you know put it maybe add another safety or two. Um so yeah the the offensive personnel would dictate that. Gotcha. Yeah, no, and that's what I, you know, uh, real quick, my last serious question, because part of this is the fantasy gesture, and I have a couple of funny things to ask you. But uh, on that note,
that's pretty much where we're going to leave that interview right now. I, I had to cut it there because we're getting to the next question. And uh, that next question also leads into something that is very, very funny. You're not going to want to miss the second part of that interview. Uh, for those of you who uh, listened to that, uh, that to me, I thought that was an absolutely great interview. Uh, JT, uh, I, I know you enjoyed uh, being able to talk yes. with him. You know uh, what? But that's the second half, I'll tell thing, you. Yes. The most impressive thing to me about him is to hear him call him Coach Shula to this day. Not Don Shula, Coach Shula. I don't know. There's just something about that, you know, that just a, a term or a, a sound of respect in his voice. When he speaks, uh, you know, I'm biased, but one of the, the greatest coaches in any sport history, let alone NFL history. Well, you know, it, it goes to show one thing. The man was, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you can speak to him just for a couple of minutes and know that he was raised properly with respect and whatnot. Yes. Uh, very nice gentleman to speak to, like I had mentioned earlier. And, yeah, he uh, he gave Coach Shure the uh, respect that Coach Shure deserves. I mean, uh, you know, it's nowadays where the uh, athlete might not respect their coach as much. but uh, And that's not all the athletes, but it is the greater number now, greater than it used to be. Let's put it that way. Um, right. And, and, yeah, I, I look forward to everybody. Really, I, I'm not – I know – listen, first of all, I'm new at this. Like I've mentioned millions of times now over the past month and a half, I am still new at this. But I learned the best thing about radio. It's called a tease. And that's really what that is. It's a tease for later on for you to listen. Keep listening to the show because I left the funniest part for the end. Okay. So, you know, as I am sitting here listening to the show and enjoying, okay, I have from across the room, Bill Crude, you know, making all kinds of gestures. And all of a sudden, out of my hand gestures came a little birdie. So, you know, Mr. Bill can sit on that. Um, and, and spin actually, <laughs> you know. So um, since since he's over there making all kinds of gestures and, and thinks he's all funny, uh, we're going to have uh, Bill come on over, and uh, we're going to start. We're going to talk a little bit more wrestling as we're getting ready to uh, get the uh, contract signed and getting out the paperwork. Bill, welcome back. Yeah, it's your pleasure. Uh, you know, my pleasure is watching <laughs> you walk around in those gay-ass sneakers. Folks, I am going to be posting these sneakers on the website this week. This is the shoes this guy comes to, and then he's going to talk about how bad he's going to beat me down. You know, I look at them, and I swear to God, they are 15-year-old girl sneakers. They have to be. You know, how do you walk around <laughs> with that porn star mustache Okay, and then walk around with those sneakers. I don't get it. And call yourself a tough guy. All right, listen. Let's, let's think of the wrestling. We'll get to that part later. All right? Because I know, I know JT had a great question for him. Go ahead. Well, before I get to that question, man, you better be careful. You're going to be using uh, – he's going to shove that sneaker so far up your ass. You're going to use the shoelace for dental floss all week. So oh, you man. might want to be careful there. But, but uh, Bill, I got to ask you. What's your okay. What's one of your favorite WrestleMania moments or WrestleManias of all time? I'm going to say 24. Uh, Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair for retirement. Um, one of the best matches. Um, I got to personally be there, witness it live uh, in Orlando. Yes, sir. Um, Citrus Bowl. I was and, there for that. That was amazing. Uh, when, when 
when he stood back for that uh, sweet chin music and looked at Ric Flair and said, I love you, and put him on his yep. backside, the sweetest moment in wrestling ever. That was a, yeah. you know, it's funny, two of my, two of my favorite wrestling moments are in Orlando. There's that one, which I couldn't agree more. That was amazing. The other one was on SmackDown in 2003 when uh, Brock Lesnar tried to suplex the big show off the top rope and the whole ring came down. That was amazing. Yeah. I mean, just, just to think, and people say wrestlers aren't athletes or this is fake, like a certain Nimrod that may be sitting in the room there with you. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, man. I couldn't well, you know more what, that WrestleMania moment. You know what his initials, FJ, you know, that it doesn't stand for fantasy, I'll tell you that. No, 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 no. Well he's he lives in a fantasy world. You hear him and I mean he just keeps <laughs> digging himself deeper and digging himself deeper. But well, and you know why I'll tell you what. Here, here's the thing. Hold on now, JT. And do you know why I feel this way? Okay, it's going to be real simple. You know, I've sat, I've sat, and I've, you know, I've done some homework. Okay, listen, I'm not Playboy Anthony, and I'm not some guy named Sparrow. <laughs> Sparrow, this is who you wrestle. You wrestle a guy named Sparrow. Oh, hi, I'm Parakeet. Fear, fear me. I mean, that's who you wrestle. I'm going to come and call the Parakeet and kick your ass as a bird. Really? Bill, I mean, this is what you're wrestling, Bill, and you're gonna you're gonna say how you're gonna beat me. Phil, do me a favor. You'll be doing us both a big favor on June 11th. Get that mouth of his wired shut. Do some damage so it's wired shut. That way, we don't have to worry about him on the show anymore. Let me give you another WrestleMania moment, <laughs> and this is what's going to happen to this fantasy gesture come June 11th. Okay. Oh, man, let's go back a long way when Pete Rose was in that chicken outfit. Oh. That's what uh, Fantasy Gesture is going to be on June 11th. Um, You know, he's going to enter the world of reality for once in his life and not be a fantasy. So when he enters the reality world of mine, this fantasy is going to come to an end. You know, and he might be right. And I'm going to, no, you know what? Guess what? I have to be honest. I really do. Okay, he might be right. He might actually kick my ass that night, and I'll tell you why. Okay, in order to wear my daughter's sneakers out in public, okay, you have to be pretty tough. I mean, I I have taken a picture of this guy's shoes, folks, and I swear to God, I'm going to post it on. uh, Yeah, he's holding them up like he's proud. Yeah, you know, you must be one badass man because I wouldn't be caught dead in those unless, listen, I was planning on going to a different alternate lifestyle bar later. These are ASICs. Why don't you get them to sponsor you? I got ASICs. I got ASICs that look like they belong on men's feet. What the hell? Stop it. This looks like Bebo the Clone. I mean, really. So oh, JT, he's digging himself like- a hole. I'm serious. I mean, it's it's way below six feet at this point. I mean, he's going to end up in uh, New Japan wrestling here as deep as he's digging if he's not careful. Well, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going all the way. I'm either going to get my ass kicked going down talking shit, or I'm going to talk shit and, and, and kick ass. Something's going to happen. I'm going for A. I'm going for yeah, A on that. You know what? Most of the world's going for A, and here's the sad part. You know who else is going for A on that? Uh, Mrs. Jester. Mrs. Jester is really scared that I'm going to get my ass kicked. She should and, be. Uh, she know, is a smart woman. Listen to the woman. 
She's got the brains of this family because you don't have any. I, I, you know what, and that is true. I, I have no brains, but at least I have style and wouldn't be wearing those shoes. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. oh. All right, folks, listen, uh, this, is, uh, this is the time we've been waiting for. Oh, my goodness. I got the paperwork out here, and uh, on here it's talking about June 11th, Sanford, a church. Uh, uh, you know, we're going to get sitting at too? church this way. We can put them right in the box and have a service right then and there. Okay, because uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, we're going to get a shot of the signing of the uh, of the contract for the site, and, and you know, like I said, we really are going to get the. Uh, we're going to have a pine box ready. You know, maybe we'll get a couple of altar boys this way. We can uh, haul them off nicely. You know, give them the uh, respect that he. Uh, and you know what? What we can do is, as we're carrying that casket out, we can lay his sneakers right on top of it. Uh, and use that, and what we can do is bronze those maybe, and make a statue out of those damn sneakers. Well, but, uh, you know, you know, Jester, I'm thinking you may only be one of those sneakers left because, like I said, the other one's going to be buried in the third yeah. orifice uh, of your body. So yeah, you might want to be careful about them sneakers. That's one of the things that you know you might be right because I'm reading here as I'm as I'm going over some of these things here in the contract. Um, it, it's pretty funny. Uh, it pretty much seems, Bill, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, this is like a no-holds-barred match? I mean, we can pretty much bring anything? Wait, wait, Ooh. when did you learn how to read? Well, you know, I I learned how to read because um, I'm also not colorblind, so I was able to read all the funny pictures and words in any color. And, uh, you know, that's the thing is, I keep looking at your sneakers, and it, it just takes my attention away from the writing on the okay the uh, blinding uh, me all right time out time out and yes there's timeouts in wrestling i get three so shut up a minute if you're going to continue with these sneakers on june 11th this right one's going to go straight up your candy ass this left one's going to oh. go right up your candy well we won't go there because you don't have any but anyway <laughs> listen i'm in a great mood today you're okay. trying to bring me down no. i'm in a fantastic mood all I said was your sneakers were a little fruity there. All right, I'm going to take your phrase and say stop it. I'm in a great mood today. Okay. Listen, I started off my day. I fed 20 families over at Ronald McDonald House today. Had a great time with children. I love giving back to kids, especially kids that need it. That's you true. know, and all these sick kids over there at Arnold Palmer. Okay? Great day I started off. I left there, went to the golf course, and played 18 holes of golf. Nice, nice. You know, had a great time in this beautiful Florida sun. Were you wearing those sneaks? Then I come here. Yes, actually, I did wear these. And then actually, I come here. Maybe the guys didn't make fun of it on the golf course. I come yeah. here, and I got to look at you and listen to your garbage coming out of your mouth about professional wrestling. You need to stick to football. Those guys are sissies. They wear pads, helmets. We don't wear anything. So I'm going to tell you what, if you want to be one of those little fantasy sissies, put some pads and a helmet on when you step in that ring on June 11th, because you're going to need it. All right, no problem, man. You know, here, I've listened to what you had to say, and right here, X marks the spot, sign, print my name, date it. Hey, X don't count. No, right next to the X, smart ass. Um, no, uh, signed. Uh <laughs> And I've got it written out and dated and all that. And now all you have to do is sign it. Now, let me ask you something. 
Uh, when you sign this, will you be taking off your shoes to sign it with your feet? Uh, or I mean, you peeled that banana with your feet earlier. I figured you'd be signing the uh, contract with it. No matter what you do, you cannot get me out of this great mood. I've had an awesome day, you know, other than coming here and sitting here and looking at you. But I had a great day. At least I got shoes on. Um, are you, you going to sign the contract, or are you going to keep talking? Let me it bring seems like you don't want to talk. Hey. It seems like you don't want to sign nothing. Oh, I'll, oh, trust me. I'm going to sign it. But I, I got a notary over here, so you can't back out, because I think your chicken ass is gonna, not going to show up. No, I'm dumb enough to show up, because I kind of feel that. I, listen, A, I thought I'll before seeing you in. No, listen, I thought, listen, prior to this, okay, you got to understand, folks. All right, please understand, okay, that prior to this, before he showed up, okay, with, with you know, boo-boo kitty sneakers or whatever the hell they are, okay, uh, before he showed up with that, okay, I wasn't overall impressed. I saw a guy who looked like, you know, he was a former wrestler, okay, you know, knock-knock, it's the 70s, they want their gay porn mustache back, um, you know, and, and I don't get it. I really don't get it. You know, he, he, this is supposed to be what I'm afraid of, and we're going to see. Now, I'm not afraid. I already signed it. Are you going to sign this or not? Get your notary over here. Let's sign it. All right, hold on. I need you to understand one thing real serious and take this very serious, fantasy gesture, master. I am Bill Crude. I am the leader of the Crude Alliance. I have been voted the most hated wrestler for seven years in the state of Florida. There's something shocking. Okay. I do not and will not ever come to the ring alone. So I want you to put down on this piece of paper that that betting breakfast guy who's not here because he's still in bed eating his breakfast isn't going to get me around and interfere in your beatdown. Uh, now, listen, here's the thing. You know, it's funny because I keep hearing how you don't travel alone, and that's great. You know, you be smart and keep advertising that you don't travel alone. And, uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I'm dumb enough. I travel alone. Yeah, you can count on that, too. Maybe I got my own damn surprise for you. Now, are you going you gonna to keep talking and flapping those damn gums and the gay-ass mustache, or are you going to sign it? JT, what do you think? I JT, think he still hasn't signed it. He can't fit anything else but his ego in the car with him, but uh, sign it. Please sign it. Give me that pen. Here you go. There's the pen. There's the contract. Let's see. Sign. There you go. You got to you got to go ahead and write your name straight, not just uh, in It's script. my contract. Leave it alone. You got to print your name, sir. Yeah, I'm going to print my name right on the back. You got a, you. You got a notary right here shaking their head. Yeah, you got to, you got to, you got to print it. It's not my freaking rules. Look, he, JT, this is the, you see how much he's trying to put off signing this damn contract? Print your name. It's not that I, hard. T- I, take off your shoes you know and do it. Whatever you got to do. You know, I think okay. Mrs. Jester pleaded to him to say, please, please don't squish the Jester, for he does not know what he does. So well, I asked her trying to give you a she, chance. I asked her if she wanted me to bring an ambulance, and she about started to cry, so I, I had to back off. Ooh. Yeah, well. Yeah. You've backed off printing your name. Go ahead, keep printing. Okay, yes, he's finally printing. JT, no, contract, right? Pardon me. You do realize this is a legal contract. You are bound in a minute here, man. Make sure. You know uh, I actually, doing. the contract, the contract says, yeah, um, 
It is pretty. Uh, did you, it did is you read that line? It is. Which one? Did you read this line right here? Fine print. Yeah. What about it? I'm not okay. impressed. All right. I'll, did I'll, you did you read did you read my signature on it saying I'll be there? Okay. That <laughs> line right there says no holds barred, anything goes. Yeah. Okay. I'm good with that. Understand what that means. Yeah, you're gonna throw those sneakers at me. That's what you're gonna do. So if I decide to take you out with a steel chair, you're good with that. Chair, he table, just, match, whatever. I, I signed my name to it. Chair, tables, whatever we got to bring. JT, you heard it, right? Yeah, no, I'm good with that, too. I got a witness. So. All right. Uh, we're almost done here, folks. Uh, you know, uh, I've put up with about as much as I can. Uh, Bill's monkey ass is gay ass sneakers. Um, I really don't know what to say, folks, you know. And actually, I apologize. I have a lot of friends that live an alternate lifestyle, okay? So when I say gay ass sneakers, I apologize to all of them because you know what? My friends who are gay wouldn't wear those shoes, all right? So, um, you know, that's pretty much where I'll leave that. And that'll tell you how much I really care about what you're going to bring to the ring. Bring a chair. Uh, With those sneakers, you might want to bring your high chair. All right. JT, uh, you have baby booties. Maybe you could wear. I love you, JT. So, so I need hey. you to seriously get ready to take this show over. You and I, one on one, without him, because he's going to a hospital. That ain't happening. Hey, we're going Post to take security. it to home. No, no, it's real simple. Because uh, he's getting ready to uh, try and come at me here. Who, who, I think that's funny. Get him out of here. No, who that's are you afraid of? I, I don't need nobody around here. No. Uh, Security, continue to take him out. Where's, where's my scallops and bacon? I gotta promise. continue. I gotta continue the show. The scallops. No, stop! And, I'm gonna throw the scallops stop and bacon it. at you. Stop take it. him out. Take stop him it. out. Get off me. That's okay. He's gone. He's gone. He's out of here, folks. He's being literally. Hold on. He's making his way back. Okay. Uh, he's trying. He's actually trying to fight. What is that guy? Get off me. He's, he's fighting security. <laughs> you know, All right. No, security, security's got a hold of him. Okay. Okay. Listen, I'm getting all right. Give me one second, all right? Jester, you'll pay for this, buddy. I don't care about this big goof over here. You're going to pay for this. There you go. Take him out. Take the loud mouth out. Okay. Grab him by his mustache. Do something. Okay. Yeah, all right, listen. Uh, you know, here's a thought. Here's a thought there, for you. Folks, there you goes Crude. He's out the door. I mean, all right. you should you should write a, a a book or have some kind of a seminar in friend-making because you're fantastic at it, i got to tell you. You know, I do. I actually uh, – I, I have people that I like in this world. Bill's not bad. Bill's just annoying as all hell, and he really is uh, serious <laughs> And the idea that he thinks he's going to beat me. Folks, we're going to move on because I want to get to that very, very funny part of the interview uh, with Jeff Cross. I, I had enough with Bill. I need a break. I need to go get myself a glass <laughs> of water. So we're going to play the rest of this interview. Enjoy it, folks. Uh, JT and I will be back right after, okay? Uh, but right now, uh, we're going to play part two, Jeff Cross. To the player. Let's say you faced a player in uh, college, and you know you can beat him like a red-headed stepchild. 
do the coaches, do you go to a coach and say, hey, listen, during the week, uh, by the way, so you know, you might want to move me this day or at least uh, let so-and-so know that up against this guy, uh, you know, he has this kind of tendency or he has this kind of weakness. Or, did, did, was that kind of communication, does that go on between coach and player? It, it certainly does. Um, you know, co- coaches, coaches vary. Um, especially, you know, there's variation from your, say, your defensive line coach up to your your, your defense coordinator. But, but, but you know, it, and it, it varies by coaches. You know, some coaches, of course, they don't want to listen to anything, and certain and, and others always welcome any kind of input. So, you know, it's a little, it's a little bit of both. All right. Well, let me just follow that up real quick before I do get to the funny stuff. Then you you mentioned the uh, contact that you have with your, say in your case, your line coach and defensive coordinator. Now, uh, what is the ratio that you normally deal with? Uh, do you deal with say your line coach eighty percent of the time, and you only have maybe twenty percent contact with your D coordinator, or you know what is the balance there? It's it, it, it's actually a very good professional question when you each day each day obviously you're going to spend a little more time with your with your position coach but each day at practice um we have we have meetings that that sometimes we have meetings where it's 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 an entire it's an entire team all present in one room then we'll then we'll break and um and the defense, and and and, and we'll, we might spend the next couple hours, um, you know, uh, just divided up between offense and defense. And then there's other times when it's just the defensive line. The majority of the time is it's just the defensive line. Okay. But there's certain within the course of a day, there's certain times when 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 you're meeting all where, where the entire team is meeting under in one room. Another time, okay. another time when 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 it's just offense and defense and then everyone is is in uh, the rest of that time everyone is broken down meeting by position receivers running backs linebackers defensive backs and so on all right well you know and i know uh, i appreciate your time that you're giving us tonight and you know i have several more questions that i'd love to ask you and hopefully at another uh, later date you'll come back on i can ask you some of those questions but for the people who like the humor end of our show, um, I have to ask these questions here. Um, you know, first off is uh, when you were on the Miami Dolphins, and it might have been you or, or a group of people, who, who were the class clowns? Who, who were the one that kept that locker room light when you needed it? I can't recall any specific guy being the clown per se. But the locker room was 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 always full of. I, I, I'd say I, it, I don't think we ever had any pranksters. Okay. But but the locker room was always a very funny place. <laughs> if the, the locker room was first, first, as you might gather, the locker room is is just the guys. So you can imagine what 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 would be what would go. You know anything went in the locker room. And rarely would really would anyone be in the locker room except the players. Obviously, trainers would come in there every now and then, and and, and, and the custodial staff. But rarely did the coaches even come into the locker room. So you can imagine it just being a guy's environment. You know, just 
tons tons of jokes being told. Guys constantly making one fun of one another. Just it, it was it was it was it was it was always a funny place. Boys will be boys, in other words. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and oh, no. and 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 no one no one was ever spared. You know. <laughs> Just just to give you just to give you an example um, of just something that, that just the gift that just kept on giving. I don't know if you remember. Um, it had to be around ninety ninety one when the defensive lineman um, concocted the story uh, about being abducted. Uh, no, Alfred Oglesby was his one. name. Okay. Oh my goodness. Go ahead. I remember the player. Okay. Alfred Oglesby was, uh, make a long story short, he had uh, went out to, this was when the training camp was still over in North Miami. Okay. And a couple, of blocks, a couple of blocks from the training camp was a little hole-in-the-wall uh, gentleman's establishment, let's call it. Correct. So Oglesby, you know, he sat in there late one night and, and, and make a, you know, he's probably there till probably 2 in the morning. And he woke up late. You know, by the time he, you know, by the time he, it was probably eleven o'clock. And how, how each meeting that you meet, each meeting that you miss, um, mm-hmm. you're fined separately for that. So he, he was probably looking at about seven or eight thousand dollar fine. <laughs> and yeah, he he was looking about seven or eight. You know, it was a lot of money back in those days. Nice, missing yeah, a couple hours it was of, worth it. Right. So rather than just and, and you know Albert Oglesby was a top draft choice. So yes. rather than just pay his fine and be done with it, he concocts he concocts the story that that he um, pulled up he he pulled up at a, on his way home he pulled up at a stoplight and and next thing you know someone's point, pointing a gun to his head and they drive him out in the middle of Everglades and they make him walk home. No. And no. oh yeah, you can you can I'm sure you can still find this on Google. Okay. And so he uh now you know that the 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 dolphins have always had a close they 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 the dolphins always have a close relationship with law enforcement. There's there's yeah. you know they, we'd always have, you know, the local FBI's out guys out watching practice in the whole nine yards. So obviously it didn't take long for the FBI to be out looking for him. <laughs> so finally, so 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 this, you know, everyone's worried about him. It's all over the news. And finally, breaking news, you know, later in the day, I want to say by five six o'clock, you know, Oglesby, you know, they they found him. Well, of course, they brought him in and interrogated him and <laughs> ripped this story apart in about fifteen minutes. And oh, so, right, exactly. So you can imagine how that would play out in the locker room. That one. I, I mean, my guess is it lasted a long time. It it lasted as long as he was in a dolphin uniform, <laughs> and on top of that, and on top of that, um, a bunch of the guys uh, just kind of in retribution for 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 putting the team through that. You're right. Uh, a bunch of guys. A bunch of guys. Uh, they. Uh, they, they they put on helmets, you know, so he couldn't fight back. And they go drag him out of the shower one day, and they drag him out to the uh, yeah they drag him they drag him out to the practice field butt naked, and they <laughs> and they tie him and they tie him to the goalpost. 
They tied him. To, no, no, no. It gets it gets worse. They tied him to were the goalpost. Were you in on this or no? Yes, you. It's pretty much. It was. It's pretty much all of us linemen. <laughs> and and we tie him to the goalpost. You know, with the white tape that you tape your ankles with. We tie him to the goalpost. Okay. A bunch of guys take the uh, the uh, the the jail. You know, the the jail that you put on. You know, the warming. The right. I forget what they call it. You know, the, the stuff that burns if you put okay. it on when you're wet. <laughs> exactly. They they rub his lower his, his lower body all over with that stuff. Oh hell no! And then they and, and they and they douse him with powder. Oh, and and, and left them out there for the, the training staff or whoever to come get him. Oh Lord, have mercy! Now, I'm, all I'm, right, I'm, I'm almost certain you can still Google him. Um, how, how did the coaching staff handle that? Did they mind that? It, it, uh, I'm, I'm, did they mind that the team took care of it? <laughs> I, 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 I guess you can say his, his teammates took matters into their own hands. <laughs> I don't good. think I don't think I don't think word of this ever really got back to Shula, nor did they care. Or, um, but nothing, nothing, the crazy, nothing like that ever. Other than that, I, I pretty say I, I pretty much say that 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 my time with the Dolphins was was pretty uneventful. Other than that, gotcha, gotcha. All right, now you know for those who don't know, uh, you were also on the uh, in the movie Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Uh, you were cleared. Uh, you had nothing to do with Snowflake, and uh, <laughs> I did not. I was no, cleared no, exactly. You were cleared. You were you were fine in that, and uh, you know, fortunately, they found out who it was. But uh, on that set, I mean, what was that like for you, being on a movie set? And you know, was it was it a lighthearted set? Was it a professional? Was there anything funny that came out of being on the set? Well. At the time, let me tell you how this whole how the whole thing started. Um, there, the, Jim Carrey, they were, and I don't, I don't know if you recall, but Oliver Stone actually directed the movie. Okay. And and, people and, know that. Uh, and and I, right, exactly. And um, obviously, Courtney Cox was in the movie. So one day, Jim Carrey comes out to practice and. He's, he's 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 talking to some of the people, the equipment staff, and and they're looking for a particular profile of an athlete. You know, they're looking okay. for a guy. And and and, and when, if if you see my arm wrestling scene, you can see right. exactly what they're looking for. They're looking right. for a guy that when you show the camera from behind, you know, he looks like a typical football player. He's got a big fat neck and the whole nine yards. You know, broad shoulders, a big neck. That's what they're looking for. So and you have to be staff, a pretty big guy. <laughs> you fill the bill. <laughs> so 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 you, you know, and, and Jim Carrey's out there watching practice all day. Mm-hmm. So finally, at the end of the day, one of the guys for the Dolphins, the equipment manager, I believe it was Bobby Monica, he says, "Hey Jeff, how would you like to be in this movie?" And I'm thinking, sure. And Drew Rosenhaus was my agent, and Drew Rosenhaus happened to be there at the time. So. Okay. After practice, um, we went down to the Biltmore and where a lot of the movie was filmed. We, the, four, the five of us, me, Rosenhaus, Stone, Jim Carrey, and Courtney Cox, we went down there uh, and had lunch. 
and I don't know, and 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 I guess I'm almost certain that 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 the that season was over by the time the the movie uh, I shot my scene was which was at Dan Marino's in the Grove, in Coconut oh, okay. Grove, because um, uh, we were down there all day, and, and I, I couldn't imagine this was during the football season. So it, as soon as the off season came, um, I, I believe that's when when. Um, in, in my scene, you know, the arm wrestling scene, um, okay. it took several hours to, to film that one, fifth, I don't know, 15-second scene. Wow, really? But, but it, it was it was a pretty – the scene took – I thought it was fairly lighthearted, but Jim Carrey, we kept screwing up. I mean, we kept screwing up the scene, and it took a lot longer than it should have. Um <laughs> Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey is actually sitting on a hydraulic. When I throw him across the room, there's a hydraulic device throwing him across the room, and um, the, 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 we got to a point where that we were having difficulties with that apparatus. Then um, we shot a couple good scenes, and and one of them, the first good scene we shot, the the, the freaking camera wasn't rolling. Uh, so oh, anyway, it, 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 exactly, and he got pretty he got pretty frustrated when that happened. So, but it, so so it, it was pretty lighthearted up to that point. It, you know, a five hour five hour. You know, it, it took us five yeah. six hours to shoot a, a scene that lasted twelve seconds. That that's rough. That's a rough yeah. day. Exactly. I got you. I got you. Well, uh, I want to say thank you for uh, your time, uh, Jeff. I, it's been a pleasure, absolute honor to have you on the show. Uh, I'd like to welcome you on uh, the show again in a couple of months as we get closer to the uh, season. Now, um, do you follow? Do you follow the uh, Dolphins, or do you follow I your hometown do. team of San Diego? Right? Weren't you? From I San do. Diego? No, no. I, I, I absolutely follow the Dolphins. Um, I go to just about every game. Um, yeah, certainly. Beautiful. That's great. No, I uh, would love to have you on again. want to talk to you as we get closer to the season. And uh, I want to thank you for your time. You got it, buddy. We'll talk again All soon. Uh, this has been uh, the Fantasy Jester with uh, Jeff Cross and uh, the Miami Dolphins, former pro bowler and defensive end. An absolutely funny, funny story, folks. Um, JT... I just I read some funny oh. stories, and I thought I thought when we had uh, Jim Ro, uh, Jim Rosenhaus on from the Cleveland Indians, the radio announcer from them, and he gave us that story about Frank Kona and the GM having a water balloon fight. Right. I thought that was good. Yeah, this blows it out of the water. The can? That's just now. I'm gonna tell you something. What's funny about that is I remember that story. I was uh, freshman year high school. And I actually tried that bit after I heard that one day when I happened to miss the school bus. Um, I actually was dumb enough to try that after hearing about Alfred Oglesby, so I remember that completely. It didn't. It didn't. Didn't go over real well. Seems like it doesn't work for anybody. That whole story, huh? No, it really doesn't. But I totally remember that. That was wow. And I'll tell you what. You want to talk about uh, the code red? Yeah, that was a code red. Yeah, they called that code red. There's no doubt. That is that is just great stuff. And uh, you know, I talked to him after our interview, and 
Yeah, no, he is uh, definitely a friend of the show and uh, is paying attention to us now. He's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, he's a great, 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 great guy. And uh, I had asked him, I said, you know, afterwards when we got done, I said, you know, I really am hoping to have you on again. Uh, I wasn't just saying that for radio. And he he, he was great. He's like, well, I'm really hoping you have me on again. Uh, I wasn't just saying that for radio. So, yeah, no, it was just a great time, great man, uh, great person to talk to. I literally could have talked football and the inside of football, you know, that, especially the part about, you know, how much interaction they have with their coaches and all that, that kind of stuff, that, the true insider stuff. You know, the insider stuff right. of, of the story was funny as far as, you know, what went on with that. But the insider of how it actually works, how much time the football player spends with each coach and all that, uh, that part of it I could have talked to him for, you know, just about ever. And uh, I'm happy to say that we will have an opportunity to talk to him about that. Again, folks, that was uh, former Miami Dolphins defensive end uh, with us. Uh, great, great, great guy, um, Jeff Cross. Looking forward to having him again. And, you know, we have uh, some time left, and uh, we haven't had the opportunity. It's been a very busy show. I mean, geez, I can't believe yeah, we, yeah. Have, uh, we have 13 and a half minutes left. Uh, and, uh it's just been a fantastic. I love the show. I'm happy that this is our anniversary show. One full month uh, of the uh, actual website that uh, brings you the Fantasy Justice show is uh, fantasyjusticesports.com. Your kingdom for everything fantasy sports and more. Um, and it is uh, the the website's 30 day anniversary. We're happy. Uh, it's it's absolutely a fun time here, folks. I got something to throw out there at you. So, obviously, from other shows, we know I'm a Laker fan, so I'm pretty happy with getting that number two overall selection in the draft lottery this past week. I find it really interesting, though. They said that was the first draft lottery to ever fall in the order that the odds were. You think of all the wow. draft lotteries we've had out there. The first one that actually – went the way the, the ping pong ball said it should, you know? So. Uh, it's, uh, I guess it ha- you know, uh, with the amount of odds that you deal with, uh, just like anything else, it was, uh, it was bound to happen. It's just crazy that it actually did. Um, it doesn't normally, like you said, and, uh, it really, it doesn't matter. I mean, what are we looking at? Honestly, JT, what do you say? Two guys, maybe three. Yeah. I that mean, people are really it's gonna- the Simmons. Simmons and Ingram show. That's really what it's all about because after that is a severe drop off. I mean, this Dragon Bender, their thing has some Kristaps uh, Porzingis uh, comparisons, but you know, with the Euro players, it's a hit or miss. It's generally not too much in between. Who are you, uh, as a Laker fan, who are you hoping for? Ingram. I want the shooter. You know, Simmons is uh, probably the more physically gifted player. Um, he couldn't throw it in the ocean, though, if you watch him try to shoot the basketball. He's a driver, a slasher, uh, you know, physical player. But Ingram seems to be the guy. He needs to add a little weight, uh, which, you know, you put him with an NBA training staff. I'm sure that'll happen, but that's the guy. And plus Duke. You know, Duke players generally come in the league ready to play. Yeah, you know, Coach yeah, K knows yeah. how to do things. And being a Tar Heel fan, that really hurts saying that. But uh, Coach K knows how to do it. Well, yeah, he gets, uh, he, you know, and that's that's one of the things I've never really 
some of these coaching, uh, the coaching that goes on, whether it's basketball, football, any of the sports, I never understand a program that doesn't run something that is akin to the pro game to give their guys a chance at succeeding. I mean, you're supposed to be doing something. I mean, these listen, college athletes are the, the next best thing to slaves, okay, because the, the places, the colleges that are making a ton of money on them, okay, yeah. uh, could, at least, could at least do them the favor. Hey, listen, we're going to make millions off your ass, okay, but we're not going to prepare you for the pro game. That just, that just, I don't understand that. That is irresponsible well, and, and by these look, universities. If you look at the college coaches that are getting the top recruits, Roy Williams, Coach K, Calipari, these are the teams that run pro-style offense. These kids are smart enough now to say, hey, I need to go somewhere that's going to get me ready in, in one year to jump to the NBA. So, you know. Yeah, but for every one of those, you got somebody. You, you got somebody like Urban Meyer, okay? Who you know, I, I got to watch Urban Meyer uh, being in Florida here and following the Gators. I was able to watch what he did with that program. And yes, while he was able to go ahead and bring success to uh, Florida uh, for the uh, Gators, one of the things that he wasn't able to do was prepare his players properly for the pro game. And I'm sorry, you could have been successful as a coach and still prepare your players. You have great talent. You're talking about the University of Florida. Half the times they got their pick of the talent that they want. So prepare right. your talent right. for the pro game. And it's just a disservice to these young guys. And, you know, I want to move on to something real quick because I want to address our fantasy players real quick and talk about some of the fantasy baseball that's going on couple of players that are available right now and one of the things and you don't even know I was going to talk about this yet tonight because it happened today and um, it kind of pissed me off but I wasn't shocked so um, but and you don't really know what happened this morning when you were on uh, the uh, ESPN uh, league and picking up a uh, certain catcher Chris Herman um (laughs) When you were picking him up, I had clicked the button after I got done reading through a bunch of pickups and went back to Chris Herman. And when I went back to Chris Herman, oddly enough, I couldn't find him again. And I look and I look and I look. And guess who picked up Chris Herman, folks, as I was looking at him? JT, you want to tell anybody? Hey, all I know is you cut a guy that's hitting the ball very well, and when he doesn't catch, he's playing in left and right field. So, you know, here shortly you're going to have some nice eligibility on a guy that is uh, over his career. If you look at him in the minors, has always hit the ball. Uh, I had to pick him up. Yeah, You know what? Hold on one second. I just got something across uh, my phone here, okay? I just interrupt baseball for one second. Uh, WWE is announcing uh, that Cody uh, Runnels, Stardust, wants to follow in the footsteps of Ryback and Bad News Barrett and has requested his release from WWE. Interesting. When you look at who the guys he ran around with, you, you just mentioned a few of those. Uh, wow. Well, you know, it's WWE funny, too. You know what's funny about that? Move. 
Yeah, it What's is. That? And here's what, here's what's funny about that. Folks, if you go to fantasyjesterssports.com uh, now and click on the wrestling, you can see every week uh, Joey covers Raw. And he's been asking that question anyway. Why does, uh, why does he get any play anyway? Uh, and what a boring uh, storyline that whole is. That whole thing is with him. So uh, I, I don't really you know, see it as a great loss to the uh, to the wrestling world. No, to be a honest with you. Guy. It was more for the name and the in the Rhodes family. I will say, if you remember him last time, he really was relevant. I think he stole Bill's mustache. If I remember, wasn't he the stash? You know, for a while, several years ago. Well, uh, Gold Dust, uh, yeah, he he stole you 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 lined that one up beautifully. He had stolen uh, Bill's mustache. And, uh, you know, I guess that's supposed to be the thing. Uh, you know, Goldust has a mustache uh, or had one back then, and uh, Bill picked it up off the street one day, put it on, and uh, liked it. And, you know, I mean, hey. if there's no accounting for taste. We uh, we saw the shoes, uh, and, you you know, yeah. everybody back at home is going to see the shoes. Uh, but, no, listen, we got to get back off the wrestling because I definitely want to talk about a couple things real quick on this baseball yeah, hit on it. Finish on uh, Chris Herman first. Well, again, you know, you're looking at a guy that hits in a fantastic ballpark in Arizona. Looking at a guy that's going to have left field, right field, catcher eligibility. And, again, you go back and look over the guy's career, he's hit at every single level. And he does have some pop. He's got uh, – he's batting right now 290. He's got five home runs, a uh, couple steals. And, folks, if you look right now, uh, depending on what platform you use to play your fantasy sports, in ESPN, he's owned in 8.6 of the leagues. And in Yahoo, he's owned in 24% of the leagues. So, right now, this is a, this is a great time uh, to go ahead, pick him up. He's hit safely in 10 of his last 12. Uh, he's on a nice little roll. And like JT said, he's uh, playing in a great ballpark when he's home. Uh, this is a guy that you need to look at. I know I was looking at him, and uh, I guess I took a, just a minute too long to look. And uh, that can hey. cost you. You know, it can. And speaking of cost, speaking of cost, I got to throw this out there. All these ridiculous Mike Trout trade rumors. I mean, think of the cost of that. You're probably talking about your top five organizational prospects just to get in the bidding. Uh, I don't see... Uh, the only way I would ever see a team trading for Mike Trout, not that he's not an amazing player, he's 24 years old, in my opinion, best player in baseball, but you're going to have to gut your team to do it. It would basically be a PR move. Well, and here's the thing. I, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of who can gouge their minor league system and not feel it. And off I the top it. of my head, I'm coming. Who? Same, the same city, the Dodgers. You got guys like De Leon, Urias. You know, they've got that'll never happen. Montes. I mean, I'm just saying. You're looking. You're, you're talking about what organization the glitz would be there, the glamour. You know, you're in L.A. City of Angels. In in more ways than one, apparently. But you know, <laughs> they have the organizational prospects that the because the Angels the Angels system is decimated. Right. Well, uh, the thing is, is um, one of the other teams that pop in my head, okay, is somebody like Texas. But Texas is stocked on outfielders. 
I mean, they yes, can go yeah. ahead and move a couple of people, uh, but I don't see that. I see that. I don't see that as that big a thing because some of these young guys they that they have, uh, and we've talked about them. Uh, you know, might as well just hold on to them and not not get rid of four or five guys. Well, that just for that Trout. To be honest, the only the only pitcher they have that would even come in the conversation of Trout would be you, Darvish, and you know they're not moving him. Oh, yeah, Darvish isn't going to go anywhere unless all of a sudden they find a floor in his arm as he's coming back um, or he's complaining about tightness. If he starts complaining that he's having problems, uh, you might see something. You might see something. Uh, Real quick, as we've got a little over two minutes left, uh, I also want people to take a look at, if you're looking for somebody to give you some help on your fantasy baseball teams, another hitter, who, especially over the last 14 days, is, you know, he's a very streaky player when he's healthy. You can grab him, and I would use him for probably a month or two. He's going to get hurt. Uh, he usually does, or he's going to wear down. But grab him while he's hot, because when he's on his streak, he, he's a great hitter. Is uh, Carlos Beltran for the Yankees. Right now, he, the last 14 days, he's got five homers, uh, 15 RBIs, and he's batting two eighty three. And uh, we're talking about a guy that's still, you know, he's only owned in 34.2% of ESPN, and then he's also owned in only uh, 36% of all Yahoo leagues. Well, Jester, uh, real quick, you got to let me get this out there. Please give my A's a new stadium, the city of Oakland. The poor Yankees today had restroom sewage back up in their dugout again during the game. Get us a new stadium. It's been since 1968. What are you waiting on? It's uh, it's an embarrassment at this point. That's the best way totally. to put it. As an A's fan, I'm completely embarrassed about our stadium. And with that, you know, it's pretty much time, folks. As uh, and that there it is. I knew we were getting close, folks. You have been listening to the Fantasy Jester Show. You've been listening to the Fantasy Jester and JT. I'd like to thank our guest tonight, Bill Crude. I'd like to thank uh, Jeff Cross for joining us. Great, great show. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. I get to surround my life with football, basketball, hockey, NHL, wrestling. I get to surround my life with sports thanks to all of you. For it, I'm going to bring you the best of everything I got, whether it's the website, the radio shows. We're going to bring you our best. This has been the Fantasy Jester. I am out of here. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous. But on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop palms. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking how? Everybody's choking now. The clock's... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
you need parts, O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.